Thank you for joining me on the like, ninth episode of Neverland's Lethal. Here I do a brief introduction of both uh, Pi by Pi and Weta. Hi. Do, do I have to say something about myself? <laughs> okay, well then, hi, present. <laughs> What's up? Um, my name is Weta. Um, yeah, I'm. I used to be good at this game. Now I just like try to stay relevant. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Top eight that I have stone land once. So yeah, peace. Now we're gonna talk about a fun next we enjoy playing. Or mine. <laughs> um wait, I was in looking at it. Give me a sec. <laughs> I pressed too many buttons. <laughs> I can't computer. <laughs> Don't look. Um, I was enjoying. It was just like a go face assassin deck. Um, which I'm currently tweaking, and then. Um, because that one I'm not really sold on. The thing that I have been having fun with, and I'm sure everybody else is also dragons in their spell in their scout deck because you know you get to play with lots of dragons and you get to soul tear them back from the dead. Um I gotta say like the highlight was probably getting to a four cost Alduin and not being able to play it because my opponent already conceded. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a massive cycle effect. I don't I don't think I could see that coming. I'd like to have it have it happen again, just for posterity. <laughs> um, uh, I was also rocking Midnight Snacks, and Alvin was in my hand the whole time, so I was just like, you know what, I'm going to get this. I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. And I was like, okay, let's sacrifice everything. I wish I was running Scouts Report at the time because then you could burn dragons like without ever having to play them onto the board. Like, I am... I don't know how other people have been playing this deck, but you can get very cavalier with it. <laughs> you can just be a savage bitch, basically. <laughs> yeah, well... Um... I hear some. I hear some background voices. I'm actually muted this entire time. You can hear me. Holy shit! Mike was muted. Keck. Yes. I could hear. You. Yeah, but yeah, they, they couldn't hear me. Wow. Uh, can I just start over? <laughs> All right. You heard pies part, so you can just be cool with that. I'll just... Oh my god, that's so. That is funny. Terrible. At least for the like podcast that you post, you can use that bit. Yeah, so it's okay though because I. Oh wait, uh, was it not recording? It recorded you guys, so that's fine. It's just my initial like little rant I went on. It didn't record. <laughs> oh. So I'm just gonna do that really super fast. So everyone, <laughs> I've been playing Battle Mage OTK until myself unsolve myself when it's super salty. That often, that often happens after the latter invariance in life just smashes you against the jagged law of variance. So, 
You steal their secrets, they'll take a opponent, you play a bunch of spells, usually there's removal and cycle spells, and spell generation. Then you use the Steeler Secrets, a Nord Fire <laughs> that's Adventure's Ring, to do one big giant goodbye to your opponents for the OTK. Probably have a brief voiceover segment. Uh, for the parts I wasn't speaking, god man. That was rather silly of me. But alright. Let's pass it over to Wuda, your tech, your fun deck. Yeah, okay, I actually have, like, so, like, way, way, way back, we're talking, like, in back in close beta, I would use, I would, like, play a deck that me and my friends basically called Taunt Druid, which was, like, a, like a Taunt Spell Sword before, con this is, like, pre-His Grove as well, that would run, like, I, I literally crafted Triple Aurora and Sentry to play this deck, and I actually managed to take it to the top 100 on stream once. Um, it was a very, it wasn't very, like, it wasn't like very long top 100 because like I would win one pass out and stuff like that, and then I had to take it back with sorcerer. But like my like my a little bit of newer build that I think is a lot of fun is a Fulmar Embassy um, Tempo Mage, um, which you basically um, I mean it's it's pretty simple. You play Fulmar Embassy. I've recently caught it to two copies of it, but and then you just like play a bunch of high elves and you just like try to burn your opponent out with a Lundral Hex Mage. Um, so you have like Aldemary Patriot, you have Abyssey and Navigators, you have uh, Petless, you have uh, triple co uh, three copies of Call of Valor just to get a little bit more board presence and, and the likes of that. Um, it's a really fun deck, and sometimes you can get some really, really dumb turns. So if you have like two or three four embassies down, and you just like get a two mana Hex Mage, and you just like go off, it's, it's so dumb. It's so, so dumb, sometimes. It's not the most consistent thing in the world though, but it's very fun. Right. I think that that was really it, yeah. I mean, also, I find mid-range salsa to be very fun, very fun, but I'm also a very terrible person. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've had enough people come into my stream and go, mid-range salsa, I'm out. <laughs> God, sometimes people like that. hate watching it, it's so boring, and I'm like, well, you know, conversely, pr prior to Praetorian Commander nerf, and also prior to Skyrim, like playing against a fucking control mage would just drive me up the wall because I knew I was beaten like 10 moves before it happened and <laughs> I refused to fucking concede. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, you know, what's worse? Maybe we can segue into that a little bit. What's worse? At least mid-range decks are doing shit, you know? Control mage just like breaks your will. <laughs> and like, it's like, when I played, I used to, okay, I'm a very like, <laughs> I'm one of the people who was playing Control Mage non-stop when it was the top, top tier. Well, this mid-range started popping around. And I must admit that. <laughs> I often wonder how my opponent felt, as my entire game plan was making sure you didn't have fun and forcing you to concede. Mm. <laughs> like, that is... That's Control Mage in a nutshell. I mean, Control Mage has also lie, been like... present. Oh, it's just gone. No. I already talked. Where to go? <laughs> Um, I mean, like, Control Mage has also been ever-present since, like, pre-NDA drop, pretty much. So it's a deck that has been around for such a long time, and it's been refined over and over again. It's probably the deck in the game that has seen the most nerfs, to be honest. Like, there's been, like, the Brilliant Experiment nerf, there's been the Manticora nerf, etc. It just, like, completely has, like... Like, and also the Lucid Schema nerfs. Like, the deck has seen so many different iterations and it's still, still popping around. I think it just, like, speaks to the strength of the core cards in the, in the, in the, in the deck. Right. Mm -hmm. It's true. I mean, I think 
The trophies is always good, right? It's always it's never truly in a bad spot. That's the interesting thing about that deck. It's never truly blah. Like right now, I mean, Monk is kind of blah, but Control Mage is always kicking back. Well, like Control Mage is sort of like it's still waiting for the aggro meta to settle. Like everybody's still kind of experimenting with what kind of builds they want to go with, and until that is decided, like your control responses are going to be like inhibited and waiting. Precisely. All the mid range floating around is just terrible. It's like my ice storm will kill all your creatures, make it stop. Just, it's awkward you ice storm, your board's still there. It's like, no. <laughs> stop. What is this? What's sorcery? So hopefully all this mid range gets horribly nerfed and I can start oppressing people with control mage again. Scout 2 getting nerfed would be nice. As a control mage lover, I'd like to see these classes just nerfed to the ground. So we can just reign supreme again, and I miss the threat. I haven't seen a red threat complaining control mage in a long time, and it makes me worry. You know, it's like clearly people are having a little too much fun on the ladder. If they're not complaining about. The I'm actually. Mage. <laughs> I'm just sad because like it took me so freaking long to get to a point where I had the cards to play control mage, and then Skyrim happened, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> finally get to embrace it all. You know, the glory. And then I had it for like a week. A <laughs> blade marathon. <laughs> That is fantastic. Alright. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Skyrim was interesting, man, how it impacted the game. It was really. Scout is now, like, insane. Like, it was always, like, a high roll deck, but now it's, like, yeah, we're pretty consistent. Which is kind I wouldn't, of. I, I wouldn't really call Scout a high roll deck, to be honest. Like, it has so, it had so much, like, longevity and, and it's like that. But, like, they always had, like, contingency plans whenever, like, either of their game plans didn't, that wouldn't work. Like, it's just, like, his group just gave, gives Scout so much, like, consistency in his results. Um, because, like, we also have a card like his mage, which is just absolutely insane. Alright, so I think we can segue into our next topic. Unless there's another deck you guys want to discuss, or maybe even... I mean, Brafka Forge Crusader is always fun. My man, understands that. Uh, yeah, so, one, I, this is the problem with Scout being everywhere. My Forge decks feel so bad when I see a Scout everywhere. When Control Mage was over there, my Scout, my Forge decks felt so good. Because Control Mage couldn't do anything about it, really. Unless they take a Vicious Drag. Which is a win in itself. <laughs> but then, now we have, uh, Scout everywhere. And Sorcerer. They have ways to counter out my Forges, and... It's just not fun, man. <laughs> I never got to try my crazy Forge Warrior builds. <laughs> but, uh, I'm lucky. Feels bad, man. Alright, now we can talk about the nerfs. That was our next topic while we're here. And man, um, I guess, ooh, I'm glad the first nerf on the list is actually... Uh, you all should be seeing my screen. I'm just going to double check that is correct. Yep. Uh, Echo of Akatosh. Echo of the Gutted. Holy snikes. Uh, six mana, five, five. It was, give each creature in your deck a random keyword. Now it's, when you draw a creature, give it a random keyword. <sighs> Man, this card I hated, but it was over nerfed for sure. Um, jeez. Can I, like, come with a controversial opinion, huh? Go for it. <laughs> I never thought Echo Vagatosh was actually very good. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't as oppressive as people made it sound. Like, it sucks to random keywords, but, like, 
I think you would see the red threads with the ten with the uh, like the charge drain Oda and look lethal and all that jazz. And people would just I mean, echo chamber that. But the truth is, it was a massive tempo loss. I mean, it wasn't that actually. I take that back. It wasn't a massive tempo. It's still a five-five six mana. So it wasn't the worst thing to play on that curve. It was a bit under curved stat wise, but its effect was pretty good. I think the main issue is at lower levels, this was everywhere. Um, at higher levels, you, you wouldn't see Echo, Akatash or its sister card, Commander, at all, actually. No. <laughs> that's the thing. And, but the lower levels, I think that's why it was more of a, I think it was more of an anti-fun nerf. It's kind of like, if you think about it, remember, you're probably around for the Divine Forever nerf. Uh, Divine Forever used to be a four-mana card, plus one, plus one to units on board. But at lower level, this caused token spell sword to be everywhere on lower level, on the lower ladder. So just hope to mitigate everyone playing token spell sword and diversify the lower ladder matters, which they um, they nerfed the time forever to five mana, which which is cool that they think about the lower like the lower ladders. A lot of people seem not to care, but I think you know looking at their fun as well. You know, if there's this one deck that's just dominating, you know, rank nine through twelve or you know nine through five. Something should be done about that, and I think that Commander Mage actually it couldn't work at higher levels because you'd run into like someone playing mid range sorcerer or something, or scout, or someone who knew the weaknesses of your deck. Typically, Commander Mages were weak at drawing cards. Like they, I noticed I played, I was playing Scout when Commander Mages first came out, and I could actually just grind them out. Because one, I wouldn't break any of the rooms for their prophecies to activate. And two, <laughs> since they were chilling back waiting for Commander and Ekatash, I was ramping and chilling. And the mid-range decks would typically just kill them. So I think Agatash was just an anti-fun nerf, so to diversify the lower ladders, they could have fun. But with a, I'm going to go, um, let you have your, your thoughts on this. I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely like see where you're coming from. Like, And I also agree with the I, I think that the nerf is fine. I don't feel, I don't <laughs> think that the nerf is like unwarranted at all. I think like, that it's a correct nerf. And, um, I mean, and also it promoted a, a pretty toxic game style, like a, a pretty toxic play style in the fact that you, like, met, like you paired it up with a bunch of prophecy cards, and you, like, you just, like, blinked it a few times, which is, like, on paper, like, blink effects are really, really cool. And, but the thing is that when you start abusing it with, like, Echo, I can understand why people get frustrated. And I think that it's, like, it's a fair nerf and all. Um, I just like I just like called the card not being good from like day one because people were like this is gonna go in mid range saucer it's gonna go in everything which it obviously obviously isn't because the thing about random keywords is they're generally really good when you get like random keywords to minions when you have like yeah when you have the pressure and the decks that utilize Echo Nagatash, they have to create create their own pressure through like rune breaks for these random keywords to actually um to actually like have an impact. Well, like when we compare it to like a card like, like let's say Royal Sage, Royal Sage like awards you for playing an aggressive strategy and playing around your opponent opponent's life total correctly. Um, and also, you're talking about the Divine Fervor nerf. I don't really think you can compare it too much because Divine Fervor as a card was just like pretty oppressive like overall. I think like the card you like it snug into like Control Mage. It snug into like everything. With intelligence for a good while, just because of how strong it was before, because the tempo loss of playing it wasn't very small, it wasn't very big, button, and it was very easy to fit in on different towns. But obviously, yeah, it was like a low-level killer, just like Echo is. So I think it's fair. like both changes were fine, given the state of the game at the time. 
All right, pie by dragon. Your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a bit sad. I never got to play it in its glory. <laughs> I mean, I I wasn't gonna get out there and go echo and Praetor. Like, I'm not a hundred percent cancer. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I would have loved that some random effects just because I saw what they did to me. I had some <laughs> lovely wins against them. Um, and I wanted to be on the other side. But, you know, as far as the actual nerf, I, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't craft this now. Like, to keep that alive, yeah, okay, it's got a five body on it, so it's not as difficult. But for that impact it's just too random to be of any use and it needs to be alive for a turn and also like a game like like, comp like compared to a lot of other card games uh Elder Scrolls Legends doesn't have a way for you to hypercycle out a turn like a card like this card for example in, in like I know we're not really talking about Hearthstone too much but this card in like Hearthstone where you can like power cycle with let's say like get an auctioneer um if you're familiar with that card that it's a card that whenever you like play a spell it draws a card uh, compared to Dragon Star Rider which every time you equip an item it draws a card that that's like the only way you really have to abuse this card and it's just not viable anymore due to that. Oh, what is it? Hit and run. Played in a uh, battle mage deck with hit and run. Mm, is hit and run the one where you draw like up yeah. to ten cards or something? Draw a bunch of cards, and but if you don't use your cards, all the cards you didn't use get discarded at the end of the turn. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's also. But that that and that and that type of deck, you're way better off running like arcade enchanter instead, right? Just to get items better. Mm-hmm. I think. Sure. Because it's because it's easier to equip also okay. on a turn and drawn for this if it's drawn with the hit and run. I'm a ball of regret. <laughs> uh, well, I will say my final thoughts on it is the Echo's Ash was hit a little way too hard. Like, I guess I, I mean at lower levels, I guess it was. I mean that's where they were complaining about Commander Mage being everywhere and being random and Echo Mage and all that jazz. Oh, but geez, I would have liked to see it reworked. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I think Echo and Nakreen both need just a rewrite. Nakreen, I don't know. Nakreen doesn't, doesn't feel too bad. And I've used him some control. Nakreen is <laughs> fairly relevant now, and it's supposed to be a unique legendary. Uh, like, it should, it should have some impact coming down on the board for a nine cost. You just draw a card and make it zero. I mean... Sometimes you draw yeah. like, a fireball and it feels bad, but other times you draw Odaving and add that. It is compared like, to what it was. It was oh, it was just oppressive compared to plenty of other worthy, unique legendaries. It's just it doesn't live up to its status, like its type. I mean, but like, does speak its redness live up to its unique status? Like, you have to realize that, like, a minion being unique doesn't really have to speak for its power level. It could also just speak for its flavor. And I think that Nacreen does its flavor very well because even after the nerf, it's still a card that we see sometimes in Control Mage. Like, I've played this card post-nerf. I've seen Blackfall play this card post-nerf, I'm pretty sure. I've seen a, a bunch of pretty good Control Mage players play this card after nerf, after it's been nerfed. Like, mm, and even though we I, thought it would I be cut. Like, 
it's not like it's not like the card doesn't have a place in the meta. I just I feel like the effect that like its effect is very very unique, and I think that's like what a unique legendary should be. Like, also adoring fan is unique legendary, but we're not out here complaining about the fact that adoring fan is a weak card. Oh come on, adoring <laughs> fan is is a hundred. It's lockpick. <laughs> every every time adoring fan dies, you should gain three health. <laughs> Side note, I played a lockpick in a, in a game that was given to me with Barter, and I got the draw. It hit, first turn. Never happened to me before, never gonna happen again. <laughs> but you stole a card from your opponent and drew it. And I needed, I needed the thing for it to hit to be like two mana, and it was a, a four-cost creature that then became two mana. I was perfect. <laughs> nice. Alright. I think I still lost, but... I was really happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little victories sometimes. Next card. Ah, so glad this card was nerfed. Protarian Commander. Oh, I hated her. I know, she wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, even at the higher levels, you didn't see her that much. But you know what? Me. <laughs> you know what? Bye. Good riddance, Commander. Those things are an okay card, to be honest, though. I mean... I want to try it in my Ultra Mock, maybe. Something that can uh, generate value in other ways. <laughs> and I think, I think again, if I play, we're playing an Ultra Monk and generating value with this card. I hated this card. I talked to several players. Uh, Boom's Life and me, actually, and on the podcast uh, when he was on. Both agreed we hated this card. It, it's a weird card because it wasn't super oppressive or anything, right? Like, it wasn't that great at higher levels. But we just, we just hate it anyway, you know? It's like one of those cards that's like, sure, you're not the worst thing in the world. But your whole design, I hate. Just, like, seeing, uh, maybe this felt silly, seeing, like, giant, like, maybe seeing a giant, uh, you know, uh, a wardcrafter, you know? Like, it's an eight, an eight, seven wardcrafter or something like that. And then if you were playing an aggressive deck, this is the prophecy image. I like to see these a giant creatures. Seven, seven, three minder, kill me. Yeah, that's, exactly. It's <laughs> such a like things like that. You know, people play <laughs> this card, and I, yeah, it's, it's spell sword. I saw Crusader variants. Although I admit the Crusader variant it did look pretty cool. It was running a uh, control monk too. Yeah, control monk as well. It was an interesting thing. Uh, I would like to test. Oh my test god, this card. that hitting on protector of the main. <laughs> vomit. Just utter vomit. Hitting on protector of the main while you have uh, buffed up. What's his name? Oh, we got a host. Amethyst. Dragon. Uh, not undying dragon. Bruma profiteer. But yes, let's 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 buff undying dragon while we're at it because it's not an OP. Undying dragon clearly needs charge, Kappa. <laughs> your thoughts? No, I mean, you, you, don't play, you don't play Mundestone uh, in your control monk. Oh god! You know, Undying Dragon always has charge. What you're talking about? <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's just. I think I'd be really upset if somebody got me a charge. <laughs> oh god, charge is the worst keyword. That I need to take a look at. But so your guys' thoughts on Commander? Uh, let's throw it the pie. Oh, Commander. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I found it very difficult to play around because unless I kill the person on turn six, um, yeah, the this was this is where my um scout deck came in very good handy hands.
because it was the only way I was the only way I was going to touch those creatures was if that Alduin hit. So I had to bait this player into playing out literally everything that he had, and then just Alduin that shit. <laughs> it worked, but it was like the one time it worked. I needed to draw perfectly for it. It just it required so much. Whereas you know, like I just remember coming up against it being blinked like two, three times in the same turn, even. <laughs> oh, and I was just like, I do just want to stick a gun to my head. I'm so glad I'm <laughs> controlling this Oh, jeez. I hated the car, but not that much, Christ. <laughs> oh, it's just, it just, like, it left me feeling nauseous more often than not. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Disgusted by the car. That's all I need. Good job, Pac. Um, I yeah, I you. <laughs> but I, like, the nerf itself, um, like, I was trying to brainstorm what kind of nerf it would see, and plus one plus one was definitely one I considered, but for six cost? I mean, I guess in conjunction with other cards, maybe, but, like, I don't know, is it too expensive to play now? I'm not really sure. I mean, I'd say five mana, but that's a fine forever turn, but then again, I think Divine Forever and Commander actually do serve two different purposes. Uh, like, yeah, Divine Forever can be gotten rid of. True, true, true. Uh, huh, I don't know. Once that commander comes down, he's down. And by he, I mean she. <laughs> Her name is Lisa, not just... But, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I follow the Praetorian Commander. I, like, I like the cat concept in, uh, in Fury. However, like, it's one of the things that... Once you get to playtest it, you find out that it's very easily abusable. And I like the change that it's now only plus one plus one. And I think that's also like where the card level needs to be because it's like a permanent divine fervor on a body. And divine fervor is a five five, right? Like it's a, not a five five, but like a five mana magic card, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that the, the one magic payoff you have now um, is fine because it also it's not counterable by any sort of like mass silence like you can't like silence your entire opponent's deck in a way so like the buff is gonna stick no matter what and i can also see it working fine and um, still i think it's a ty it's a card that's gonna have some time where it's probably not gonna be played but i think it's a card that eventually will make its way back into the meta like we saw with the the further enough to be honest i think when cards get nerfed people kind of assume they're terrible now and walk away from them i think but I think some testing's in order. I think Commander does have a smooth... Unless some spots some slower yellow decks, adding potential extra value to them. So, <clears throat> definitely give that a try. Give that a try. But alright, now we move on to another con card, a pretty controversial, Ringer of the Night Means. Uh, Ringer of Nightmares is a six, was a 6-mana four, 4-4. Four. He was pretty much Mundestone on a stick. He was actually a better Mundus Stone, right? Because he gave you a body, and he saw the creature you were turning into. You mean Waba. Yeah, I mean Waba, Jake, right? Oh, you know what I meant. You mean because Waba. I was there. testing Echo, you guys. Echo, because, because Echo was the better Mundus Stone, right? <laughs> right, right. <fair laughs> Echo, yeah. Echo was the Mundus Stone that you get to see what you had before, right? Waba Jack. Now he's a 7 minus 4 4. Division random creature. You may choose a creature to transform it into. I think the nerf is great. This, I think they changed the mana cost because it was being seen in a lot of uh, mid-range decks. Uh, some sorcerer and mid-range mages were running. I'm not sure about, not too sure mid-range assassins, but I imagine they were too. 
So I think they always intended for this to be a control card. So I guess this nerf makes sense. This makes a lot of sense to me. They really want to it to be kind of like a blue silence effect as form. So yeah, I think this nerf was actually Pichu King. I mean, it's still a ridiculous card, I think, to some extent. Uh, being, I mean, the other day I had an opponent who got, like, turned six Parthenax on me. Oh, yeah. God. Don't worry. I mean, that, do <laughs> that doesn't beat um, Matt transforming my 7-7 seven, seven Royal Sage into Alduin on turn 5. <laughs> of course. With, with Wabajack, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I mean, I've had some fun with myself. Uh, I did get Merrick once. Have you had some fun with yourself there? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. Very, all the time, actually. <laughs> but, very healthy. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, I played Sorcerer and got Merrick. I got the dream. I had I was playing Midway and Sorcerer with this pre-nerf. And I got the dream of Merrick and Sorcerer. <laughs> Just when you thought the deck wasn't good enough, we added a unique legendary. So I felt really bad for my opponent. But I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this should have happened. But yeah, I think the nerf was spot on. They wanted to be a more of a control card. I think it's high roll potential still. Maybe a bit too good. But at 7 mana, I think it may be okay. Um, so I'll pass this one over to Widow. Yeah, okay. I actually really want to go first as well. Um, <laughs> no, 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 but like seriously, because I, I feel like I've fit decent points in this. Um, so like a lot of people are calling for this to get into Balmora's Spy Master Retriever. Uh, so like it's capped at the at the mana cost of the of the entire game, which mm -hmm. I think it's not correct because it kills the identity of the card. And also, while like one magical change might not seem big, this card now, which was like very oppressive in Sorcerer decks, now competes with Bone Colossus and Hagliv, to name a few other cards, right? And also to a certain extent competes with Ancano because how many minions can you really afford to run that costs more than seven magicka while having to stabilize your curve early game? This card, like, the, and also the seven magicka cost doesn't really mean that much for control decks. Like the one, they can often they have like one magicka to spare on certain turns, which means this card is easy to fit in. And it's it's like it's way harder to abuse the card now. And I think that having a card like this is very very fun for what I would like to call the game's trolling potential. Like, this is a this is a card that can create some absolutely absurd moments, which can go into highlight reels and help. To a certain extent, promote the fun aspect of the game. It's not a, it is not a, like a healthy card in the sense of the competitive um, sense of the game, but it's a very good card to have, since it helps like boost the fun factor. And also, this card, while it wasn't like, and also one of the reasons why I think this card is like somewhat good RNG, there's like bad and good RNG, is the fact that it requires a little bit of skill from the player in terms of, like, what you have to transform, what you want to transform it into, etc. Also, like a change that could have happened is the fact that you would like not see the vision. So it was basically just like a, a like a wobbajack on the stick, which you know might have been like a very big nerf. We don't know while staying at the same magic cost. But I really like where they where they went with this nerf. To be honest, absolutely. Now it's like it's a meant to be a control card. You can't be really playing a seven mana four four and a bitter and hoping to high roll a good card, or you could just play Bone Colossus. <laughs> And have a, a gigantic and have a full board. But Pi, um, daddy <laughs> But Pi, what about your thoughts? Um, I think 
Witter took a bunch of stuff that I was going to say. <laughs> you could have argued with me, and you wanted to go first and hit me. <laughs> I'm the worst kind of person. Yeah. Um, no, I was like, I was considering the Balmor- Balmora Spymaster effect on it as like a potential nerf because I previously wasn't aware of all the high rolls that had happened because I hadn't seen much play um, and even though I was running it in my own deck for um, Sorcerer I personally hadn't high rolled very much with it um, but I guess you know that's amount of time playing I think I just see a bit less than other people and I'm also lower than everyone else as well um, but as you can say, like I do agree with your point about it being it, it's it's a higher level playing card now, and Seven Magica does reflect that because I myself have been faced with decisions like um, the the vision I saw was Brit and Contra, and is I'm right talking about the right guy, right? Like the four cost one one with yeah, one that's right, that's Brit and Contra, yeah, yes, so that's who I meant. Um. And I was like, I don't know if that's better for me or the other guy. <laughs> like, it's a 1-1. One, one. I don't plan on hitting it. I also don't have any way to answer it. But if I play it out onto the board, I know that my opponent's just going to ignore it. So, yeah, like, I can see I can see the Magicka uh, effect being very reminiscent of, like, where it actually fits into the game as a whole. I'd like to I'm say I used to run free copies of uh, the uh, Conjurer in my deck in my mid sock back in the day. <laughs> actually, actually, was actually wasn't bad. I mean, that's still the case in a Ward Sorcerer deck, anyway. Slow Ward Sorcerer. I wish I could play some slower version. Unfortunately, everyone's just gonna kill you. All right, so we got Bringer the Meme Mares out of the way. Oh, hey, look, Belligerent Giants nerfed. Uh, my god. I, <laughs> okay, so if I can just be salty as hell, elbow hell for just a minute. Belligerent Giant is on the list, yet Atromancer runs free. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I kind of sit here, you know, seeing Belligerent Giant. Yeah, it was a strong card, no doubt. It was pretty insanely strong. But you know what? It was in a color that's not insane. Some would say red is the weakest color. So I've heard people discuss that. Um, I'd say Endurance is probably the weakest color overall. Like it's, I agree yeah. with you on that. But people, <sighs> I, think I certainly agree. But people are saying Red contested that spot, but Blizzard <laughs> Giant wasn't over. It was strong without being over the top. It was like, I think it's good. To, it's fine to have strong, impactful cards like this. I think Giant was completely cool and chilling. An Atromancer still exists. In every blue deck, even mid-range decks run it. Nightgoss. Bludgeon Giant? Sure. But let me read its stat line. 7 mana, 7 4. Alright, that's right, only have 4 health. Breakthrough, summon, unsummon a creature, or destroy an enemy support. Now, you must, you can only unsummon a creature in the same way. So I will just... You got the Manticore treatment. Yeah, I should say, like, this Manticore treatment. Got manticore So Yeah, that's... which is fine. Like, the card is still gonna be played. So I'm willing to toss, toss the rug and be over to Pi. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so when it gets to your ideas this time, right? Um, yeah, I'll let Pi finish. I'll let Pi finish. Um, so I, I'm going to say this card is 
a hundred percent still seeing play and it's still completely viable because it kicks the things that would eat it out of the way as much as possible um i mean i've had my ass kicked by it since the nerf quite a few times so you know maybe i need to be playing smarter or something but or maybe it's just my opponent is not afraid to play that card into the field lane but i think everybody knew before the nerf okay, if you're going to play a giant, giant's pretty much always going to go into the shadow lane because of that four body. Now, I think it actually adds a bit more spice into your play because it could go either lane. And you, like, you can answer it, but if you're behind, like, that just solidifies your win still. All right, can I go for, Can I go now? No. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so, like, I feel like that one thing that this, like, makes it incredibly much worse is Rage. Like, Rage just got hit incredibly hard by this. Um, there's also something else to take, in, take into consideration, because, like, what I have seen from, like, Rage decks, like, they were, were, they were aligned on Blue Giant and Night Shadow, etc. Like, these breakthrough big minions to, like, kill kill stuff. Uh, now you can't hide Belligerent Giant anymore by like removing your opponent's threat that he has in the field lane and has that for a long time, and then you just like set up his his shadow lane that he has flooded to, you know, go for like a big play. Now you're forced to play the Giant where you want the removal to happen, which means that unless you play a ramp effect, Giant is probably not going to die before you can play Rage, which I think is a really big nerf to to Rage decks. Which also goes back to the fact that not a lot of people complain about Rage at higher ranks, but Rage is a card that, you know, a lot of newer players might not know about. And this sort of goes back to the original nerf of Echo of Akatash that we're talking about, that like Rage-Giant combinations could punish lower players a lot and they would find it very unfun and very uninteractive to play against. So I think this change overall uh, going forward for the game is very, very healthy, while at the moment it might seem like it was unnecessary. I agree. Rage is definitely, I think most of the Reddit threads are started by, like, not, I'm not even trying to insult anyone. I mean, I'm saying I think lower level players who may not understand it, or, and it's just, it's, it's, it's heavily punishing, honestly. It's like I understand, because never being able to play in the shadow lane, because there's a giant there and a rage combo, just waiting for you can be a bit tilting to play against. See that for sure. Yeah. I mean, people were saying the shadow was... lane is supposed to be a way for you to be able to come back if you're behind in the field lane, though. And if somebody's going to punish you for like trying to come back, like, eh. I've had too many negative experiences with rage. I am, I am that lower level player. Like but I, the thing is, I've I've seen it played in in higher level, and it's it's just as shit. Then, so even if they didn't nerf rage, I'm glad that rage copped it from this because rage was slightly oppressive prior to Skyrim's release. I'm not gonna lie, rage is rage is a fun card at times. I hate it, and I love it. I like playing rage. I don't like playing against rage. <laughs> I've actually never played rage. Um, that's because I had to like stop playing Skyrim just after uh, Fall of Dark Brother because I had to practice for Copenhagen games uh, okay. uh, for Hearthstone. So yeah. Um, so I never really got to see the oppressiveness of uh, Rage, but then I, I saw Justin uh, bitch about it on Twitter and I was like, I'm just going to take a break <laughs> for a while. So like, I'm, the, I'm the type of player that like jumps from card game to card game quite a lot, and I always find myself coming back to 
all those growls and half stone in between like expansion cycles. So okay. I think I mean it's the from hand rate. I think most people don't like the from hand combos. Like I played Control Crusader and throwing out um, the drain creature. And then uh, raging on turn nine, always so satisfactory to wipe a potential wipe your opponent's board while healing for a bunch. So I can understand people. I like, mean, hmm? Jim, did you did you ever see um, Evil Wizzy Bear's like rage deck prior to Skyrim? Hmm, I think I did. He ramp warrior, right? That ramp van- he calls it vamp warrior because he runs that night talent lord. Mm-hmm. Fuck me, that thing was. Brutal. Night Shadow's the best card in the game, Kappa. <laughs> 13 mana, <laughs> Night Shadow in the Rage, Drain Breakthrough. Common deck, but when that one went off, like, you'd see him heal to something like 70 health, and there was just nothing to do. You'd need to card draw like a motherfucker. <laughs> it was kind of funny watching because Night Shadow has Breakthrough. Let me pull it up for the viewers here. Yeah, but like she, she was like talking about Night Talon Lord. Oh, Night Talon Lord. Okay. Yeah, I, I just like broke in with Night Shadow being the best card in the game because it's sort of a meme it from worked. my side. It, it worked, but see, Night Shadow also works with it, right? So on thirteen yeah, yeah, mana yeah. after ramping once. Night Night Shadow is like the only like it's like the more standard thing I'd say, but like Night Talon Lord is a card that it creates so much like value if, because it triggers like the like it triggers slay effects, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you like in, let's say you kill your opponent's entire lane, you get you get the entire lane back on your side of the board, which just like sets up for, like it do- it doesn't have breakthrough, so you don't even like risk any room breaks, and you just like set up the OTK for the next turn, because Night Talon Lord is such a big body that it like pretty much kills everything in the game. It's so not to mention a- you've been drained like four times. Yeah, so like you like you you manage to I can see where the deck is coming from. You like manage to swing so incredibly much that you just like win the game on the spot. Unless, because you're not even in burn range anymore, so your opponent can't burn you out. <laughs> yeah, it is, Nighttime definitely hits the category answer this now or die kind of cards. Mm-hmm. Because not only is it draining, but it's also stealing cards when it's trades. That's pretty frightening. Yep. Yeah, you don't even get them in your graveyard, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Right. If someone steals your card with Nighttime Lord and that card dies, it's there. It goes to their graveyard. So luckily for so, Nighttime Lord players, Soul Tear is also in this color. So being able to snag your opponent's card again, actually used another day. Actually used Maroc to steal a Baroness. When the Baroness died, I soltered the more her back for the second. <laughs> Felt good, man. But also, I still don't really see the like the point about nerfing Atromancer. But I think it's because I like Atromancer a lot. Like I play, I've been playing it since like way before people start like catching onto it being good in mid range decks. Doesn't mean a lot about you. Like, I, I I used to like I used to play it a lot like before people started running free copies of of it and everything and I think that the the thing is I have a, I have a hard time seeing how they will nerf the Supreme Atromancer because you have to realize it's a card that people get for free like you get a copy of Expert Atromancer and, um, and it upgrades into it right so mm-hmm. changing the magical cost and or the effect because like the Expert Atromancer is already a pretty good card. Like, Expert Atromancer, it doesn't deal the damage, but you still get the board that it creates. Mm-hmm. 
and the board can very much be as relevant as the as the burn you get. Obviously, it's a it's a way weaker threat because Atromancer doesn't deal damage like the expert version. But I just have a hard time seeing how they have to nerf this card because like Atromancer on turn ten is still going to be pretty tough like for your opponent to deal with unless they have Oda. Um, right, and like Ice Storm, so. I don't know. Maybe like make it summon everything in the same lane, but even then, that's very oppressive because then you can just like hide everything in the shadow lane, and your opponent is fucked. Mm. So I think it's a very simple nerf. They go to the they enter. They go to the code right where they have all the card database. Find Atromancer. Hit, highlight it. Hit delete and call it a day. <laughs> this way, I think it's a very. I think it's very. But then you like take away like one of the, one of the one of the quote unquote fun decks we didn't talk about is uh, like Merrick Battle Mage. Then that deck is completely gone. Ah, uh, Merrick is like, a you, you, deck, take, yeah. you, you you remove like all the combo potential uh, with this card. Like this card, while it it's very oppressive in like mid range and aggro and control decks to that extent, this card is such a huge combo facilitator that I can like keeping this card in the game just for the combo purposes is just fine in my opinion. I mean, I would kill America. America is a sweet deck. All right, she's so now a battle mage only card. Boom! <laughs> there we go. Yeah, make then, it then, 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 then make America intelligence. Yeah, sure. Let's go. I'm sure people would like that. She's America only. She's a battle mage <laughs> card. So I actually feel like America should be strength. If it should like, if it should go single color, it should be strength and not intelligence, right? Because then we fit with like plunder. No fancy yeah. dual cost cards. <laughs> I find it so frustrating that the perfect answer to it is Ice Storm, which is also blue. Yeah. See, you know, I get I get annoyed. I get slightly ticked when people go, when I go, Atromancer sucks. Chew, just put Ice Storm. What if I'm not playing a blue deck? Honestly. What? Yeah, like, it just means, you know, if you if you want to play anything that isn't blue, you're, you're fucked. Like, if, like, even Dawn's Wrath doesn't answer that, and that's a fucking 8-cost card anyway. Like, it answers one side of it. I mean, sure, but like also something you have to realize is the fact that if you take out Atromancer, like we could very easily go back to seeing like a control focused metagame, which is pretty fucking Resident Sleeper. <laughs> Simply because this card is like, this card punishes control decks that aren't Ice Storm decks. Like, it punishes Scout, it punishes like Ram Spell Sword to a certain extent. <sighs> Like these decks that one when you're in a control like when you're in a meta game where you're playing rock paper scissors with control decks, like H like you can't even play Merrick anymore if you remove Atomancer because you know Atomancer is not a card. So like the one combo deck that generally speaking has had a pretty good matchup against control decks is is suddenly gone. And then you're gonna start playing rock paper scissors with control decks, and that's not a very enjoyable meta game, even though how much people seem to like control decks. Alright, so what else we get into here? Alright, and the last, I guess we talked about Hatro and that. In the last card, Dawnstar Healer, my words on Dawnstar are pretty small. I guess the Rain and Mirror combo people don't like, but was that card easy? Was that, I never played it. Was that combo easy to get off? Like, I, I guess they yeah. want to bring it in line with the Raider nerf, so nothing skips rooms, which I get. Yeah. I think that like this just ties into like the same way reason why we see um, why we saw the Belligerent Giant being nerfed just to like have more consistent consistent wording overall and more consistent as like just having like cards be more consistent with each other like even if they aren't connected to say. 
because like just like Manticore can't go cross lanes, then why should Belligerent Giant go cross range? Why should Dawnstar Helos effect go before the rune break when Relentless Raider doesn't, etc.? Yeah, they don't want to just bring it in line. Because it, it just like cleans up the sequencing a lot, so we don't have questions like, why does this happen before this, etc., 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 even though it is documented in the wording of the card. It just makes the game very easier to follow from a spectator's perspective as well, which is also something that we might have to start like looking into. Um, like, give, like, we don't know what Direwolf or Bethesda have, like, have in mind for, like, con competitive tournaments, but it's, it, like, those changes are changes that will make it easier for, like, spectators to follow, because it's way more consistent. Absolutely, I think it's fine, I think. I still, I mean, this card's still freaking awesome, so I think it's fine. I mean, it, it doesn't nerf the card. Yeah, it's fine, it just wouldn't while, while, while the Raider changed, it sort of hurt with Raiders, right? I mean, yeah, I mean... But they, <laughs> but they wanted. I think it was about interactivity, and this raider was about interactivity, right? So I think at lower levels, getting hit with that, and then seeing all your runes just skipped when you could have had a way to save yourself, or to get yeah. people over. Then Don. Whisperer was a sweet deck, though. That was fucking sweet. <laughs> Speaking of fun decks, Whisperer was cool as hell. And even the animations just look nice. Just a bunch of knives blasting your. It was, it was like satisfying as fuck. <laughs> It was very strange. I love the video that Brad posted with that stupid music of it just going off <laughs> and it was just a montage. Oh, it was pretty. Uh, that was great. And that started, unfortunately, just was, hey, we have to keep it in line with... I mean, this is housekeeping, really, so, I mean, that's all I gotta say. This is housekeeping. Uh, do you guys have any further thoughts it's on that? annoying, though. Yeah, I think I... it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I played it out, hit face, guy... Proctor Rune got Lightning Bolt, Healer got um, hit, so I didn't get any heal. And I'm like, I'm supposed to get, it just doesn't make sense to me, like, yeah. that the prophecy negates the thing that I already, like, earned. I should have got the heal. That, 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 that's the idea of the prophecy mechanic, though, is the fact that it denies the possibility of your opponent it it gives you a way to like the way that prophecy has been like thought of, right? It's a way to like give you a way to interact on your opponent's turn where you get to do like get to like make a choice yourself. Compared to like let's say secrets in Hearthstone where you don't get to do any choosing, you just like play a card and bam, yeah, the effect happens when your opponents decide to trigger it. Here you have a chance to like even break your own runes in certain scenarios, like where we have seen been very well with like Prophecy Battle Mage, to like make more creative plays. Yeah. Mm. But I can see the, I can see the point you're coming, like, but like I can see where you're coming from, Pi. That like you you feel like you went you took the risk of going face, so besides losing your body, you at least you you don't want to lose the effect of the card you just played, but. I think that, like, I feel like it's just for consistency reasons, and I can understand why. And also, does this change the uh, Namira uh, combo exactly. at all? That was yeah. the reason. So you run yeah. two and skip a bunch of runes. Because this hurt, like, if this hurts the Namira ring combination, that is, uh, that's very, very, um, that's that's the correct thing to do. I also, I like, way, 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 way back, I called, um, because everyone was, like, talking about how Leaf Lord of Blessing is such a cool card, etc., etc., but um, I had been saying for the longest time that I feel like Leave of the Blessing was a very, very, very unhealthy card because of the way that 
it um, because you were able to create unlimited copies of it in your graveyard. So you just like get an insane amount of copies of it back, which we saw to a certain extent abuse with thief skill fences, right? So mm. um, I'm I'm happy to see it gone. While people might say that it's sad that it's gone, but I'm very happy to see it gone because it was once like old school leaf order blessing stacked work there was like no way around it because you couldn't even silence it because the card has already gone into the graveyard at that point yeah all right so I think, can, hmm, you're saying can i ask something yes you can or to to the table as it were um i remember prior to the this lot of nerfs um cbh posted a tweet saying like everybody's so salty over Amanda. But we've never been able to interact with summon effects. What do you guys think of that? Like, just not ever being able to interact with. You can you can silence last gas. You can silence everything else in the game except summon. I mean, that's the idea of the mechanic, right? Yeah. Like that's that's that 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 I feel I can I can understand what people are coming from, and this also ties down to Atromancer again. People not being able to deal with Atromancer once it's been played. But I mean, it's it's like it's it's effects happens before or as it goes into play, and I think that it's fine because why should some like this again comes kind of back to you you're talking about being rewarded for playing Dawnstar Healer, right? Like I'm, no, I want to be. I'm not be, talking I, about I, being I, rewarded I, for playing Dawnstar Healer. I'm being I'm talking about being rewarded for hitting. Yeah, yeah, but like I'm also like I want to be like. Okay, so like, let's say that okay, I play a lot of sorcerers. So my Twitter hitter at the moment is a wardcrafter. So mm. you should be able to cancel my out my my wardcrafters, so I can like, so you can you can technically like mess with my game plan, which is something that I think shouldn't like. There, there's something to be said for for messing with your opponent's game plan, which I think is. Uh, yeah, like which is like something that t eventually will kill the fun of the game because the like the most important thing about a game is like your deck is the game plans. And when if I get my if I get something cancelled before I even have the chance to use it, I just think it wouldn't be fun. Like I would have to see a card concept before I would say that it's not gonna be helpful for the game or anything. So it's kind of hard. Yeah, I guess I'll briefly just touch on I think some of the effects are fine. As long as you, I mean, cards usually balanced around their summon effect pretty well, right? So, like, I feel like a commander had, because its summon effects were so strong, it was very understated for a six mana card. So, I think, as long as they, you know, just balance the card, the cost of the card and its stats appropriately around the summoning effects, I think it's quite fine. That's really. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. I just wanted to bring it to the table. I found the tweet, CBH said. It's everyone calls Praetorian Commander uninteractive counter or interact with any summon effect ever. So it's not Praetorian Commander that was uninteractive, it's summon. Yeah. But I think, I mean, you interact with your opponent's summon effects in other ways at times. Um, yeah. If that makes sense, I guess, it's... Let's see, I mean... You just play around summon effects, right? Like, not stacking on your creatures against Scout, because you know... You play around, I think you can interact with it in a sense, like Red Brahmin can't directly interact, but you know Scout always draws Red Brahmin. He will always draw that card, so you don't stack all your minions in one lane. 
around turn nine or your turn five probably, but because you know that summon effect. So I think a lot of people are a bit worried about that, but I think as long as again you know as long as you bounce around it, and I think it's fine. But in commander was just yeah, it was just I think the plus two plus two was ruining lower level players. That's why that summon effect was an issue, but. I mean, can we can we um, can we call like can we talk about the absolute queen of uninteractivity from the set? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can get what guess what card it is, I'm gonna be a little bit I'm gonna be happy. But like, thief skill Shadowfoot. Why is this a card? Dude, she's she she is. Wow, I actually love that card. I was playing. I I did take it into a variant of my uh, control solo sword. Her stealing cards is. Maybe that's unfun, but it feels so good to actually steal a card. I played Scout. This is like, this like grade A fucking with your opponent's <laughs> gameplay. This this card is this card is the dirty red of TSL Legends. <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay, look, it devalues your your opponent's deck because they lose. I also lose like so my, my main problem. Okay, my main problem with this card, right? I know I'm getting slightly triggered here. I do not know what you have stolen. <laughs> exactly. So, so I so I was playing an item deck, and I was and I was like trying to set up a, like for whenever I would draw a master of arms. Guess guess which control? Like get what? Guess what? My opponent's control mage took from me my first copy of master of arms. <laughs> I mean. Ma this card, can, this saying... card is this card is simply just like it's it's ability to disrupt game plans in in such a subtle way as it does. It just makes it so that people don't complain about it because this is what people think is a is a is a fun card, but it's a card that, <laughs> but like it's a card that at like high level gameplay has the ability with single randomness to decide games on turn three. <laughs> I'll tell you how it went with me. Somebody played it against me in my assassin deck, not once but twice, and it took two two charge creatures, Cliff Racer and Tazcat. <laughs> the Tazcat's painful. Jeez. Yes. This card is like, in my opinion, and I know this is very, very like controversial. This card is way worse than Bring Up Nightmares. Uh, I think because <laughs> because like the thing is that like the card, so Bring Up Nightmares create. Is, is toxic in a way that it creates something from outside the game, which then means that you can't, like, which then means that, you know, it's created by, and you, you can't really play around the card that comes from it, but Thief Skill, like, Thief Skill Shadowfoot takes a card from your opponent's deck and doesn't give anything in return. You even, you even take a fucking damage to, like, draw an actual card on your turn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is very true. I think, I mean, I, had, I almost had the dream the other day. I was playing this in a variant of uh, Ramp Spell Sword, and I stole a Hiskrow from a Scout player. So I almost had the four Hiskrow dream. <laughs> almost able to fill my entire board, but he Shadowfin one home. But it just feels good. And then actually, you know, this is actually a great card against Atromancer, because you just steal your opponent's Atromancer. Then they can't play it against you. And then you're just like, you know, this is my three mana cost to add your Let's play this higher. I wish it was like. I wish it was like you held up. I don't know. I think about cards like this, like interacting with each other's decks. I think about it in in like um, literal, like real world card play, where you hold up like three cards and they have to choose one of the three cards, and you know which one they took, and you know what they had to choose from, which they didn't know. 
and you can then plan around that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and again, this cat's this cat's chosen potential is pretty fucking high, but the problem <laughs> is, but, but the problem is that the card has such a high like the card's trade-off isn't that high, so it's actually playable um in comparison to decks and has been played in a lot of decks and also the thing is that this card also does help you against prophecy decks right because you can you can skip runes which i think is totally fine which i to think is totally fine and i think that it's what was very much needed in this game but i agree with that but i just don't like it just doesn't seem like why would this like why would you print this when you have barter which takes a card from your opponent already Yes. Like you, you, you already printed the effect that steals a card from your opponent. I would be, I would be perfectly fine with this being create a copy, because then you know what, like what card your opponent is going to top deck, and I would still be perfectly fine with getting the counterfeit trinket into my, into my hand. But then again, that would like change the card. Like it actually would be like a benefactor for me because I would get an extra draw on my turn, right? So I don't know. It's it's a card that's very weird. Like it, 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 the thing is that the problem is that in in Legends we haven't been able to interact with our opponent's hands or our opponent's stacks prior to this card being printed. So there is no preset for a card like this. But it's a card that I just think that it's just it, it fills a void where it can just completely destroy your opponent without them having and and like without them without being them able. To, this card is so like this card is bad RNG. This card is bad RNG because there is no skill in using it. Besides, I mean, the, the skill, the, the, the skill no. lies in playing it around. Uh, the skill lies in playing around uh, prophecy, which is perfectly fine. But it's not what you play the card for mainly. It's, it's just like, yeah. and then the trade-off is pretty small. And also, the one damage is very relevant in control mirrors because you get your opponent to, like closer to progging their own runes and stuff. I don't know. There is a lot of interesting things about the card. I just don't really like it too much. I personally love this card, <laughs> but it's maybe because I also like to play mill decks. Man, like card the, the card is fun. The card is the card yeah. is very very fun. I'll I'll say that much. The card is incredibly fun. I love messing with my opponent's deck in in certain ways, and this is great. And I've had a lot of fun with this card. I actually would like to. I do like. I do like that we now have interactive deck and your and your opponent's deck. I think it was something that when Chaos Arena came out, and you just swapped decks entirely, like that kind of interactivity is kind of cool for me but yeah i like i kind of agree with widow there's potential well not potential there's there are other issues there yeah that haven't been 100 percent addressed or balanced yeah but most definitely say the uh yeah i think it's just about being careful i guess with this card printing effects like this they have to be a little careful of this card's really good as is um, you don't ever want an archetype, I think, of based around you just stealing cards from your opponent repeatedly. Um, because I think Deck Steel Monk and Hand Steel Monk would be just a lot of, I think I'd play that. I think a lot of people... It, it, it would be very fun, but it has to be, like, gimped in a way that it feels like post-standard rotation Priest and Hearthstone, where it's just, like, literally unplayable at a competitive level because of how fucking weak all the cards are. Mm. Right. They're bringing up Solitaire now. Should we mention that one? Ooh, Solitaire, you know, so we've actually talked about this. It, the Solitaire is an interesting one. Actually, I'm glad that was thought of because, you know, actually, me, C. Rage, and Squiddy had a bit of a laugh in the podcast regarding this card because 
This is the only shout that level one isn't actually that weak. Um, yeah, oh my god, Sunsire is so fucking insane. <laughs> like, level one isn't that weak. I think maybe Solitaire level one, the card you summon to get reduced stats or something. Maybe you uh, just may, ditch may, the may, shout may, may, and just call it Solitaire and leave it. <laughs> and print a new shout. <laughs> even that even that would be pretty fair. Like, but the thing is that Solitaire is a shout in Skyrim, so you uh, yeah. yeah, but like I know but I know this, but like the thing is that you have to realize that Elder Scrolls fans, they they feel very like they are so protective of their lore compared to <laughs> like Warcraft fans or let's say Witcher fans, because like Gwen is obviously like come on through the card game scene now as well, right? Like mm. that the the lore in Elder Scrolls is it's it's so common because this is something that has been a thing for like twenty years almost or something, right? Like. And people feel very strongly about certain things, and I feel like if we start messing with people's shouts and making shout a standard card, then we have a problem. And in, in terms of a from a law from a law perspective, um, so I can but I can understand understand where you're coming from because like the plus five and the plus like the what is a plus three and plus five effects. Plus two, just, plus two, and then plus five, plus five. Yeah, that, like it's just completely unnecessary because like this shout at level one is like way better than a lot of the shout other shouts at level three, pretty much. Yeah. Because like, why play Drain Vitality when you can just like get back Oda Wing or something like, like, or a card that does has the same effect so, to a certain extent, right? Or Sheer Point Dragon, or it's, it's. I can understand what people are coming from. I think I that Solitaire as a card has like opened up a lot of, a lot of cool things in deck building, but has also is also going to limit the science base in the future. But I think that's something that they have taken like noted notice of. Yeah, for sure, Solitaire. This is my observation. Solitaire just being good at level 1, like, so good at level 1, maybe, and it seems to be checked. And level 3 is kind of ridiculous, I mean... I mean, how do you half bring something back from the grave? Well, I mean, I say reduce cost. No, it just came back to life. So maybe it's the first level, it's kind of, you know, you just resurrect this thing. So it's kind of a I mean, shambles. I like, kind of just like I mean, here I would be fine with it, like, having at the first child, at least, having a uh, having a Magicka barrier, just like a spy master, for example. Yeah. Because yeah. because because this way you you don't like let's say you you scout report something into a discard pile and then you like just like get it back to your hand with Silta. Because you would like much have another card in a certain time, but you really want to cut else. And also it also means that you can just like get back something ridiculous on the time where you're not supposed to get it back. I don't know. There's there's things you can do with that, like either an attack barrier, health barrier, or like a medica barrier here that would make Solter much more in line with other shops. Yeah, I like that. Because like Solter just like makes um, unrelenting force seem like un completely unnecessary because like if unrelenting force is going to have the barrier of uh, Anything? Why does Solter not have a barrier? Yeah. Why does Solter not have a barrier? I think yeah, I think Solter can have some nerfs or an e hell. I even think you could actually buff a Melting Force. That card is just I mean just such a bad cast out. And then level two is still just a bad cast out. Yeah, but like the thing is that like the like the level three like the level three unlearning force is just ridiculous, right? Like on, on paper on on paper it's ridiculous, but. Show we us really on Unlinking Force. So. Otherwise, I'm looking it up myself.
Oh yeah, I don't know thing four. Let me pull it up here. It's uh, three magical. See, yeah, it's just really, it's just really bad. Uh, what is it? Out to you. This really bad cast out three mana. Unsummon a creature with three power less. And yet, sure, it evolves. <laughs> level two, unsummon a creature. So you get level two. If you can draw two of them, which can happen. There's some effects that let you find them. Um, you get you get to have four. Uh, you know, you get to have really you get to have four mans cast out. Level three though is simply insane. Unsummon all enemy creatures in a lane. So I think if you can get that off. It could be good. Maybe it's underrated. Maybe slower red decks may want this as a tool. Uh, pushing against an aggressive deck, pushing a card out the way in the second way, stealing tempo from your opponent, but eh, maybe it's underrated. I just think I think if you compare it to Solter, I think all the shouts suck. But this one in particular comes whack. It's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we need to discuss, or because I feel like we're just like rocking in cycles now? Yeah. See, now we're just answering questions. Yeah, but I think we're done. We're way over an hour. I was trying to wrap it up, and then the Solter question came up. I'm <laughs> I was sorry. like, I was like, sorry, I was gonna wrap. It. No worries. That's fine. Oh, uh, geez, yeah, we went quite over. That's okay. That's good. All right, man. Uh, all right. So thank you. I like to thank Pi 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 and Witta for coming out here and joining me today, and also I think a lot of you.